Greetings, travelers. The following episode is of Listener Tales. Now, we do not read these ahead of time, so listener discretion is advised. Hello, I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers, for the haunted holiday. Oh, wow. How do you expect me to top that? That's I, I, you know what, Mark? Challenge gauntlet thrown, my friend. (laughs) Because last time, last month, all of our travelers will know, at the very end of the month, you did something really fun on one of the episodes. But I I did, yes. I just, it's, there's a lot of buildup. There's a lot okay. of pressure now. All right. All right. Yeah. The pressure's on. Pressure's on. Well, thankfully today, I mean, are you enjoying your haunted holidays? Oh my I God. Am in, I am loving the crap out of the haunted holidays and I am learning so much. You know what? I actually separate topic real quick. I had um, this amazing reading. So I'm getting a witch tattoo in the next week or so. And nice. we're going to have her on explain the whole thing, but she does a reading before you do the tattoo to come up with the sigils that your ancestors and stuff indicate to her and all this metaphysical, I'm going to let her explain it because I'm doing a terrible job. Um, So I'm getting that this week and I'll be posting about it. But one of the things she brought up was the numbers thing. And that was something our wonderful friend Stacy brought up was how they do the numbers thing. And my number is six. And what's interesting about my number, it's comprised of a three and a three, which is apparently incredibly rare because a three is creative. So I have a creative, creative number that is my number. And oh. I learned about the numbers with the Stacy Brown. So I'm just saying I learned something new for the haunted holidays. Yeah, no, we've had some amazing guests who've uh, told us a lot of amazing things. But today... We are going to do a listener special again. Yay, listeners. We love you, travelers. Every time we air an episode of listener questions, of listener tales, we get flooded with more. It's like you guys just, oh, the dam broke. I can send in my story now. Something triggered me to send in something. And we love that. When we had Stacey Brown on, was like, those are my favorite episodes too, because it gives him places to research and stuff. So thank you, gang. So this is our Christmas present to you, or holiday present, or Hanukkah, or whatever. Have a holiday, you do. Whatever you do, you do you, blessed be, and all that. So let's get into this. And we have a special guest today. On top of that, we have our wonderful producer, Bo Lake. I didn't I didn't know it was a special guest. This is nice. You are when you can be on because you know you're doing all the magic behind the scenes, and this time you actually have your microphone on, which is great. Yeah, uh, not just clickety clacketing over not here. Clickety clacketing, and you're heading out into the wilderness to go camping. I hope I hear some Bigfoot knocks on some trees <laughs> while I'm out there. If you do, that means you need to move your camp. You're not in the right place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta go. Yeah, exactly. Things we have all learned. Let's get into it. Who wants to read first then? Do you want to go first, Erica? I'll go first. I'll go first. I feel like you're setting me up when you do that, but it's fine. Okay. Uh, No, no, I just. He definitely is. I grew grew up ladies first. That's all it is. So Okay. I honestly put them in in the order I get them. There is no sorting of any of this. Otherwise, I'd save the good ones for last or anything. There's no way to do that. They're all good. 
they're all good no i agree it's just sometimes i feel like you're setting me up i'll read this one and we'll see okay here we go travelers has anyone ever encountered a ufo uap orb that has multiple different lights green red orange white i had a sighting a few years back over a power plant in ohio oh your neck of the woods there mark Mm. i was sitting on my mother's deck at night, enjoying the evening, it was around 10.30 p.m. and I noticed lights above a small town directly across the valley from her home. At first glance, I thought it was the fire department heading out to a call until I seen the lights slowly rise over the skyline and head directly towards my location. Well, I don't love that. No. Um, Mm-mm. I watch it for around five minutes total and it zigzag around the sky above the town and then slowly went into the valley above the state park that leads towards the Ohio River and the power plant. I watched it disappear after it was in close proximity to the power plant. Details on this were the color variations of light, no sound, and it seemed to move intelligently around the sky. My question is, do you know of anyone who's seen one of these crafts in the daytime or have sightings taken place exclusively after dark? Tom. Well, Tom, thank you for your question. Um, now, the thing that stuck our... out to me about this was UFOs over power plants. Yeah. That was one of the big things that we worked on when I was with uh, Small Town Monsters, we did that documentary on the trail of UFOs, Dark Skies. And one of the things, the common theme was that the UFOs were very often near power lines or power plants or things like that. And so that is not uncommon. That's what stands out to me about this. Now, the different colored lights I have heard of, you know, usually when there's different colored lights, like green, red, that's the safety lights of an airplane. That's what makes me think military, makes me think something like that the orange and white changing colors again that could be tricks of the atmosphere i don't i you do have a ufo something you can't identify uh I, but i that when there's lights and stuff like that that tends to lead me more towards military or or an aircraft that's just not being identified right you know it's possible because there are not that you didn't see a alien ufo because we ufo is unidentified flying object it just means it hasn't been identified it doesn't you mean didn't identify it so there yeah, you go it's not of this earth but i think one of the things tom that you should consider is there are a lot of crafts and research crafts and stuff like that that we know nothing about that the military doesn't share with us you know we have a lot of information but not all of the information and if you listen to any of the congressional ufo things which at some point me and mark probably are going to cover there's a lot that wasn't said during those hearings. And yeah. I'm sure there's stuff that is being tested and worked on for our own defense that they're not going to go, oh, here it is, because that kind of spills the secrets and any leg up the U.S. might have against potential threats to our safety and freedom. So it could have been. But listeners out there, travelers, if you've ever encountered this, please let us know, because maybe if enough reportings happen and we, yep. um, I would suggest reporting this. It's MUFON, right? That you MUFON would, would be the one to go with, and that is also near Wright Patterson Air Force Base. So they they cover all of Ohio, Kentucky, and a lot of West Virginia. So that's why there's a lot of unusual craft in that area. But that's also 
military do a lot of unusual flying in that area so yeah all right so we don't know what it is but yeah. i don't think we've had a lot of reports that were true alien ufos that had multicolored lights there's been a few reports that have been you know shown to not be accurate reports of yeah. alien but, ufos now they do have lights some of them i'm not saying that but i just that is the multicolored lights, the Christmas kind of lights. Green and red usually, and white. Green, red, and white are usually on your typical aircraft. I don't know. They might be being really festive because it is the haunted holidays. So maybe that's oh, why it's go, green bro. and red. You that's got it. True. All right, let's move on. All right, so, uh, oh, I like this one. First time. Oh, hi, first time. Hi, first uh, time. Hope the anonymity anonymity is okay yeah that's a, that's a good word that's for a me. big word for you today there yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> was hiking off trail today on the north carolina side of mount buckley near clingman's dome in the great smoky mountains oh looking back towards a ridge my dad and i spotted four to five large off-white figures standing in a fire scar from the 1920s the area is mostly devoid of trees. They appeared to be about five to six feet in height and walking bipedal. Same seemed to sense we picked them out as two of them immediately disappeared. One of them slowly moved right behind a thick stand of bushes, and the fourth began to slowly move down the mountain towards the base of the fire scar. I've seen Bigfoot sign on many occasions and once had an encounter with a Bigfoot-like creature in Georgia but I've never heard of any cryptids in the high mountains of North Carolina that are said to have fur or hair of this color. Any thoughts or suggestions of creature cryptids or folktales to look up and to read up on would be greatly appreciated. Y'all said you are from this area. Keep up the good work. Hey, well, hi, anonymous. Hi, anonymous. Mark, as you talk about this, we had a listener send us a drawing of something that is matching this description Very recently that crossed the road. Do you remember that? The, yeah. the, the pencil sketch yeah. of, of the thing that sounds very, very similar to this. Right. Like a off white is very similar. Also called the white fangs up mm -hmm. here. They tend to have a gray or white fur. They often combined with Bigfoot, Sasquatch, so that would be about it. But these are a little smaller. So this is fitting into our uh, puckwudgie and uh, that type of uh, you know, stump jumpers, uh, that, that type of level of Bigfoot. So uh, and Klingman's Dome is a beautiful place. Definitely worth going to visit because you got you can see for miles. You get, I think, four states you can see from there. So yeah. very, very cool. I don't know what else to say except that uh, please report it. The uh, Expedition Bigfoot Center is right there, BFRO. All these places, put that down so that way we can look into it and see if there's any other sightings that match that. And we have a team that's coming up to do some Bigfoot stuff here this next year. Oh, yeah. So we will send it to them. Bo, uh, clickety-clack, make a note. We should send it to them because we've had two sightings of these creatures now. One I think cross the highway, Mark. Was it cross the highway? They sure. saw it on the side of the well, highway. They saw it going over the rail, changing shape almost as it. Yeah, the rail, and so. this, and so this might be a newer cryptid that there isn't a lot of um, information on, or it could be a version of a cryptid. You know, because all species evolve, so it's it's something to look into. All right, awesome. Okay, right. next one. Greetings, travelers. Greetings. Greetings. OK, 
Okay. I recently started listening and thought I'd reach out. I need some advice. Well, welcome to the show. Welcome. Welcome. Um, um, my finally. home there has a lot of negative energy, sickness, and general bad luck. The wow. energy is off. No matter how much I might clean things, still somehow remain dirty or food spoiling faster than usual. Or even though we might be getting to bed early, we're exhausted. We're going through some hard times, but I want help to restore the joy and serenity, even though things are less than ideal. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, listener. Incense is not doable in our home. I've done some bells. I intend to simmer pot soon. I'm making healing and protective stew tonight. We still have salt in every corner of our tiny apartment. I want to set some monthly intentions for December, but my creative energies are severely stifled something I've relied heavily on in my practice. I don't work with any deities because it doesn't feel authentic to me. Do you guys have some suggestions on how to turn this rough patch around, even if it's just to have vibrations? Linda. Mm. Well, Linda, I have some suggestions. Mark, do you have anything you want to go at first? Well, uh, definitely sounds, when you when you get that feeling of negative energy, sickness, and in general bad luck, that is something you should go okay wait a minute what is wrong you know what what is what is the wrong thing you said you're in an apartment so i understand you can't do smudging you can't do incense stuff like that i personally don't do that because i have allergies so i have to do other creative solutions and so i like you've done the salt in the corners i'd say cinnamon in the corners works pretty well and blowing cinnamon out the door on the first of the month and blowing your intentions you take a little pile of cinnamon in your hand you go out your front door and you put your intentions in your mind and you blow the cinnamon out of your hand yeah all of it dust off your hands and push it all outside that's one thing that's that's definitely one thing i would say you know you don't you're not talking about you don't want to deal with any uh entities or deities i also would say you know offering of some sort to the things around your house you know the protective energies around your house like uh I, I like you know putting out some fruit and nuts for the birds if nothing else but you might also get lucky and get some uh some protection there uh that's what i would do if you're on an apartment i know it's a little tricky so sometimes just maybe on the front door or, or maybe the back window sill or something i would also put um if you can get a little broom and put it above your door that's an intention to sweep the things outside that are negative since you can't necessarily put sage everywhere or do that, one of the things you may want to consider is, um, and, and this is just something I've done in the past, anything that is negative or weighing on me or whatever, just writing it down, like almost writing, you can write a letter to anybody that you want to say something to that you don't necessarily want to say in person, but you need to get out any negative thoughts any ill intentions, write it all down and everything. It doesn't have to make sense because nobody's reading it. Just write every single thing you can think of until you can't think of anything for a couple days and then take it outside at night and burn it. It doesn't matter if you just use a lighter, light it on fire, you throw it in a barbecue. Like the intention is you're cleansing all of those negative things out of your life and all those negative communications that you have. And then very similarly, 
write affirmations down of things that you are positive that you want to have happen and post them around your house, like post them so you can see them and you read them every day and you kind of create a mantra for yourself of the things that you want different and to change. Because sometimes just the weight of life gets to us. So you have to constantly remind yourself that there is a better location and you will get over this hump. And that is what I would recommend, especially, you know, if you're in a position to go get crystals, um, amethyst is an amazing um, sort of cleansing crystal that you can put around if you're able to do that. And it shouldn't be horribly expensive. So I would definitely keep an eye out to not um, get it from a sort of a negative place and we're overpriced place you know we're going to have a crystal person on here in january who's going to kind of go over the do's and don'ts of what you do at a metaphysical shop so those are my ideas mark do you have more a um, medicine man friend of mine often recommends getting eucalyptus like fresh eucalyptus oh, yeah. and then hanging it in your shower and then taking a nice hot shower and the you have let let the water hit the eucalyptus and the steam and it just basically steams up the whole bathroom and it has that you know breaks up sinuses it's good for the skin it's good for a lot of things but it's also good at dousing negativity it, it you know makes you feel more positive which in the intention is everything so that's in my opinion i agree but well, also if you need help and you think there might be something darker let us know yeah or serenity jenny we just had her on our show we have our links to her website absolutely reach out to her because yeah. she can really spot a lot of that stuff yeah oh did you have anything else to add i think you guys covered most of it i would say to also check for like black mold in your house because the things being dirty food going bad you feeling exhausted could be like an environmental thing especially in an apartment so i would check into that too I like it. Linda, thank you. And please let us know how you're doing. Let us know if any of our suggestions helped or worked or whatever. And if you do need help still, please reach out to us because we'll refer you to some people that can potentially help, you know? And one other thing you might want to look at is, did you guys do anything or bring anything into the house right before this happened? Sorry, Mark normally jumps on that, but Sometimes we don't realize we've picked up something. It could be a used book. It could be, you know, an antique. It could have been something you got at a yard sale and stuff. And trust me, Mark is infamous for bringing stuff into the house. Callie will tell you that. Um, so just make sure you go look. Did you interact with somebody? Is there some sort of communication you need to expel because of something that happened previously? So that's yeah. my last two cents. Okay, Mark. Uh, is it my turn? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you all think about dowsing rods in the preternatural? Have you used them? I like that you called it preternatural, Ron. Thanks. Woo! Woo, uh, Ron! Uh, I like short, simple questions. That one's an easy one. Yes, I think dowsing rods are useful. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they've been proven time and time again for finding water. They've been proven time and time again for you know getting connections. I actually like those better and spirit boxes and some of these high-tech devices that you know search random airwaves and radio waves guess what you're going to get signals if you search random airwaves and radio waves i think dowsing rods good set you can find them all over the place yeah use them they they, they work there we go <laughs> there you go okay um and thank you ron for the question next one this is from Andrew and it's something random. Okay. 
just wanted to thank you that thank is in um uh quotations i don't know if that's a good i don't thing know what that thing. yeah uh, okay just wanted to thank you for making the last few evenings a little more spooky around here oh, oh okay i think that's welcome. some sarcasm there <laughs> yeah. i was a little nervous about how that sentence was gonna go the last couple of nights we've gone outside to close things up and there's been an unmistakable smell of death coming from the woods no nope. uh, nope. okay Whenever I went out in the day, there was no smell at all, but several nights, the smell of death always came right back in strong and thick. We have coyotes, deer, and sometimes unfortunate meetings between the two, and I'm sure there's a scientific explanation for the way the smell came off of what was likely a deer carcass out there. The cold night air off the creek makes smells in the air move differently at night, etc. But I remember thinking only a little seriously dog man since i'd been listening to y'all talk about them i might have thought about it a little more seriously but none of my animals were behaving strangely and none of the neighbors animals seemed to think anything was up and now the smell seems completely gone so i guess all is good i've been enjoying the podcast especially when you talk about the folklore of the woods it reminds me of hearing similar things from the old folks in my family I had heard about the hide behind before I started listening to your show, but had somehow pushed it to the back of my middle-aged memory. Now that you've reminded me of it, I'll respond basically the same way I did when I was 10 and I first heard about it. That is the scariest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thanks and take care, Andrew. <laughs> I love it. I Andrew. love it, Andrew. Yeah, there could be a scientific explanation or... It yep. could have been a dog man. Could have been a dog man. Could have been the smell of death is a lot of things. We've got lots of native lore. We've got our native beliefs. And then we've got stuff from, uh, you know, the cryptid stuff. So it, it could be a little bit of anything. We'll smell of death coming from the woods. But I'm glad you thought about it and said, oh, coyotes, deer, all that. And then, yeah. And your brain went to dog man, which is, hey, nothing wrong with that. And uh, he didn't go look. Yeah, no, thank you for not going to look. Well, the other thing, and we've talked about Good this job. a little bit, is usually animals react when there is an aggressor or something like that, or something that, um, depending on the type of animal, if they're a food type animal, they react out of fear. And if they're a protective type animal, they act out of a threat. So just because something, whatever it is, I mean, it could have been a deer carcass, whatever, but even if it was a dog man, we've had many cases, a dog man, Sasquatch, these kind of things where the animals don't react because there is not an imminent threat going on. So they're not going to react to it unless there is. So animals reacting is not always, I don't think, and Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but a good judge that there is something around the property or whatever. Yeah, use that sound when it gets dead silent and the bugs aren't there. Then you know, you know, you when you stop hearing the bugs, you stop hearing the animals, you stop hearing the birds. That's when you need to be on alert yourself. So you know, just just watch yourself, Andrew. Thank you so much for that. That was awesome. So, yes. all right, uh, this is from Angela. This is hi, Erie Travels. Hi, hi, Angela. I've been listening since day one. I was surprised to hear a new voice on the podcast. I warmed right up to your new producer once she started chiming in. Yay. How did she get so lucky to work with you all? <laughs> Welcome, Bo. I do hope Callie gets to come back as she's hysterical when she chimes in. When do we get an episode of Bo's Paranormal History? See you on the other side, Angela. 
Ooh, Angela. That's so okay. nice. Bo, you, you have two questions to answer there. I guess when you guys do your ghost stories, I can do my ghost story because I have two of them. All We're right. going to do um, that this month, actually. We're going to do some yeah. more ghost stories. So we'll include Bo's ghost stories when we do that. Awesome. A listener request. And then, Bo, how did you get so lucky as to work with us? <laughs> Persistence and knowing you both. That, that helps. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it feels a little like nepotism, but a it's little, okay. but not really. We're not related, <laughs> so it's all good. So it's only nepotism due to awesomeness. So yes. awesomeness, nepotism. So <laughs> I, I consider us, and I think Mark, you'll chime in on this. Very lucky because when we started to look for a producer, honestly, we didn't go, "Hey, Bo, do you want to produce?" It was like, "Hey, we need a producer." And when she saw the post like hand went up and was like, ah, uh, me. And it worked out because she was perfect for all the things that we were looking for when we were looking for a producer. And we're yeah, we had, we had a few uh, applications, but it was right then Bo was like right at the top. Yeah. The other applications and, and, were great too. So we have like backups. <laughs> yeah. Backups. I hey, Mark. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that they may be future producers too, because the, the people who did apply were amazing. So yeah. uh just we already knew Bo. So that's we were like, hey, let's you know, let's go with that because we know this person and we know they're awesome. That is you know true. where I live and you can come yell at me if I do something wrong. <laughs> Plus, yeah, she she's she's going camping into the snow. So if she's willing to do that, she's willing to go into just about any terrifying situation that I can't get her to go to. So I'm ready. I'm ready that's to go to all the scary places. I have common sense. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I guess but, we don't, Mark. We have no, no common sense. No, 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 no whatsoever. Um, but Callie will be back. Callie will be popping oh, yeah. in. Callie's just had a lot of work and life and stuff like that. So they had to step and, back a little bit. And but, we were exploding. So, you know, yeah. we needed the. Uh, yeah, we needed somebody with no life, so that's why Bo said okay. That is not Mark. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Oh my gosh, I'm moving on to the next listener question because man, I need to I need to talk to HR about um Mark. All right. I, well, I, I happen to be it. HR, so we'll Damn set up it. a time and we'll <laughs> absolutely not. Okay, we're gonna do one more before a break. All right. So this is from Dalton. Mm. Hello, Dalton says, I was not a believer in anything until I recently saw a strange hairless creature that looked like an alien on the road home. Mm -mm. Mm. I told my brother he's a believer and he listens to your show. Well, thank your brother. There we go. Yeah, your brother has great taste. He told me to ask you who to report it to. So that's my question. Mm. Yeah, I can see why you would wonder about that because it's not a UFO. So you wouldn't report it to MUFON, but it did look like an alien. Didn't look like a Bigfoot, so maybe not BFRO. I, I would I would do BFRO, though, I yeah. think. I, I think, think so, too. A hairless creature on the side of the road could look like an alien. That would be good. I'd like to know where this was at. Like, if you could tell us what state, what city, if you want to be a little more, you know, close. I, I emailed you back and said, please send us more information. So please send us more information. Because if you've got a local team like a paranormal team in that area, they might be able to look into it a little more and also see if they've had any other reports in that area. Because generally, if one person saw it, possible that two or three saw it. So Yeah, and I, the other place you could always do is Expedition Bigfoot because I feel like he yeah. does a conglomeration of creatures. Yeah. He does a little bit of everything. So he's, he's yeah. more of a, uh, you know, Bigfoot's flesh and blood and we're following its migratory tracks and stuff like that. So... This might not be in his wheelhouse, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see. 
definitely. I mean, it, it could be a Bigfoot with mange. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. That's true. Know. That's true. Okay, with that, I think we should take a break and we'll be right back, listeners. Most know Florida as the land of endless sunny beaches, but the state is home to numerous eerie legends and mysterious creatures. The Everglades is home to the elusive skunk ape. In Key West lies an uncanny doll reputed to have a life of its own. Join Mark Muncy and illustrator Carrie Schultz as they uncover the history behind the state's creepiest stories and unusual locations. The Dark Side of the Sunshine State presented in Eerie Florida from History Press. Destiny Beer. The lyrical soprano who will haunt your dreams. With her alluring melodies and intricate harmonies, this dark siren of wistful song shall capture your soul and lead you into the night. Check out Destiny's new single, The Haunting Is Over with international musicians Sam Haynes and Gary Bennett, as well as her other musical works at destinybeard.com. We're back. We're back. And, and we're back into you, Mark. Oh, are we? Okay. I've, I've been loving this. This is so much fun. So It is so much fun. All right. This is Happy Holidays and Blessed Solstice Travelers. Oh, well, Happy Holidays and holidays. Blessed Solstice to you. Yeah. I love listening to your advice to beginner witches and your mention of pagan holidays. What are your plans for Yule? Blessed be Marie. Oh, I hope you're related to Marie Laveau, Marie, because that was awesome. Should we explain what Yule is for anybody who might not know? Yeah, Yule is, you know, we've been doing the turn of the year holidays. We've mentioned uh, quite a few of them, Samhain for Halloween, and they're they're the generally the Wiccan or Celtic. Uh, I try to do a little bit of everything just because. Viking? The Viking Vi- yeah, holiday? some Viking, some Nordic. Yeah. Uh, Yule is that. It is a mixture of several. And it started possibly with the Romans, with Saturnalia. Uh, it might predate that a little bit with the Nordic and Yule for the Yule log. That's where it gets its name. Again, Wicca, they co-opted it because it's also the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. So um, that's where we get the Yule log, you know, and things like that, where it's just burning long, big fire for the night because it's the darkest night of the year. And it's the turning of the year. We're about to start. Suddenly the days are going to start getting a little longer instead of them where they're getting shorter and shorter. So it's another one of those nights where the veil is supposed to be very thin. And so I will be spending it telling ghost stories because that's what I do. And that's the Victorian tradition for Christmas is let's spice it up and tell some ghost stories. Bo, what are you doing for your Yule? I don't know. Um, I used to um, practice Wicca and I kind of fell out of it. People were not very understanding, you know. So I'd like to start looking into it again and kind of find a little like little something to do for Yule and kind of get back into it. I think Mm -hmm. that is a fantastic idea. For Yule, I'm actually intending on spending a very cozy holiday here up in the mountains if i'm being honest i need to normally 
me and um, my other half, uh, we end up traveling a tremendous amount. And I think that's also true for Mark. Like we, and you'll see that next year, we're going to have a bunch of events that are going to go up and stuff like that. We're going to be doing a tremendous amount of traveling. So this is a time that we don't have to do that and we get an opportunity, but also travelers, we have some exciting news that we're probably going to talk about on the first of the year episode that me and Mark are spending quite a bit of time and Bo working on in the next few weeks to give you an exciting, exciting news going into next year. So yeah. I think even though Mark didn't mention it, there's a, a super secret thing that's happening, but I think we'll announce it on the, the, the episode for the first of the year so that you guys know what we've been plotting and planning up here in our mountain castles and fortresses. <laughs> yep, Sounds good. So thank you. Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Marie. And for those listeners out there, I um again, we are going to have somebody because we've gotten a lot of questions about crystals and stuff like that. We're going to have somebody who's going to be on the show for us in January, but they have a class on how to make a Yule log. So if you do a little bit of an internet search about the metaphysical and some of the Wiccan shops and stuff like that, if that's something you want to participate in, I know there are places that have... Like I know in Florida of one because I have a couple friends that are of the Viking faith, a Nordic yeah. faith, and they do a Yule ceremony and it does involve a lot of warmed mead and warmed wine. So I'm a big fan of these things. So <laughs> you can sometimes find some celebrations like that too. If you want to go look into what it's about, it doesn't mean you have to convert or change any belief system you nope. have, but if you believe in warm mead and, you know, spicy things and good meat you like you can go find that so yeah definitely definitely yeah. okay so i've been a ghost hunter since i was a kid i've read mark's book creepy florida a lot hey good for you <laughs> any shameless plug for creepy florida no you can get creepy florida it's an amazing book and it tells you a ton of haunted places and stuff in florida so Yep. Um, it's good. What is it like 42? How many places are in that book, Mark? A hundred and some. It's, oh. uh, it's crazy that we spent 10,000 miles and six months driving to every haunted location we could get to that was allowed, allowed people in. I would not put anything in the book that is on private property or anything like that. So. Wow. Okay. That was, that was that book and it's available at fine bookstores anywhere and okay. every Cracker Barrel in Florida. And pretty soon it should be available on our website. I know Mark's yeah. amazing. We'll have, we'll have signed copies available soon. Again, yeah. I'm sorry, gang. We've, since we've been moving so much and doing all that, we had to shut the shop down on the site, but it will be back up shortly, hopefully in time so you can get it for your holiday stuff. Yes, we're, we're fingers crossed. So, okay. How did you get to investigate so many places? I can't seem to get into any location without some crazy fee. Looking for advice, Kyle. Well, hello, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. And yeah, that is the key. That's I reached out to all of these locations and said, hey, I want to put you in a book. And <laughs> that seemed to work. Uh, but uh, there are some that's like I went with paranormal teams and said, hey, what are your favorite places to investigate? And then I was like, I'd like to go there and let's let's see what we got. And that's how we were able to get this good relationship with all these places. Once you do that, you know, and they see you're not there just to make money. You're not there just to, you know, cause problems or anything like that. If you take it seriously and have a good time with it and get to know the owners, get to know the places, you'll be invited back again and again on those nights that they don't have a paid 
event. You know, they they tend to book up on the weekends for the paid events. Weeknights, usually a little easier to get in. So that's my advice to you there. I would say also get with the team. It sounds like you're kind of doing this on your own. So that is a problem. You know, if you get with a team that's already doing it, it's a lot easier. And that's what they base their pricing on is they expect six or seven people to show up. You know, if you think that $300 is a bit much for the whole night in some haunted hotel, well, if you split that with six people, it's a lot easier and, you know, less than you'd spend going to Disney. I agree. And sometimes having other people's, and I think that's what, you know, works out um, for me and Mark and now Bo and when Callie was with us is it's better to have multiple perspectives going into a situation because it's very easy to get jaded by what you're thinking or where you come from and your base. And it's sometimes good to have just different views of a situation because it I don't know. I think it makes it a little bit easier and safer. I mean, I don't know your thoughts, Mark, but. No, I agree. It's it's always nice. And that's also safer. Yeah. Agreed. Because some of these places are not in the greatest shape. Um, Mark. All right. Hey, Erica and Mark. Hey. Hello. Are you going to any haunted holiday attractions? We are going to fear Columbus next week. Would love to see where you all go. I started watching Tampa Jay, thanks to you all, and I watched all of his videos on Christmas haunts last year. Jacqueline. Well, hello, Jacqueline. Hello, Jacqueline. I'm sure Jay and Chris the Girl love you watching their videos. They are a great way to, since you can't drive all across the country to go see every Halloween haunt uh, or Christmas haunt or holiday haunt, uh, there are some great ones. Uh, Our good friends at Sir Henry's Haunted Trail are doing... uh, ghosts of christmas and they're doing a holiday monster event uh on their trails i think the media night is uh you know early in december and then they are going to do five nights of it throughout the month and then our uh fear columbus is amazing our good friend uh alan hops and dark hour in texas does amazing krampus haunt and i think that one just started there's a bunch all around and I'm glad that that's taking off again. It, it was big for a while. It slowed down. And I think this year it's back with a vengeance. So there's a place called hauntedhouses.com. And that has a link to all the haunted houses. And you can look to see which ones are open for Christmas or for holidays. Yeah, we'll throw a link in the notes too on that. But I will say that uh, we will probably be doing a lot more next year. Yeah. This, like, um, this year we're busy with a project that we can't really discuss too much right now, but I do, I do intend to try to hit a couple. Callie's actually going to the Sir Henry's one for us. Callie and Beth. The, the Hellview kids. Yep. And they will have a full report for us. Beth will be posting it at uh, their Instagram and their TikTok. We'll put that in the notes. So Absolutely. Okay. I think we have one more question mark and then I think we should do one listener tale just to round out this episode. I think that'll be, that'll balance it out well. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Greetings travelers from Ontario. Oh, Hey. Well, greetings, greetings Canada. What's a boot? <laughs> I had to do it. Sorry. I tried. Oh. Uh, I tried to hold it. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things, Mark. This is why. Okay. Um, I got a book on Swamp Hattie while visiting St. Augustine. I also listened to the song Swamp Witch after listening to Mark on a local radio show's Halloween special. What do you think of Swamp Hattie 
Derek. Well, oh. hello, Derek. And I already clickety clacked a note so that we can do an episode on Swamp Patty. But Mark, talk about Swamp Patty for a minute. Yeah, uh, also known as Blackwater Hattie. That was from the song Swamp Witch. And she is in the book Freaky Florida. And I did a whole deep dive into her because I wanted to know about this same story. I'd heard it in St. Augustine. I'd heard her in Okeechobee, down on the other, you know, further south, for those who don't know Florida. And the song even talks about her being at a Okeechobee town. And she's a swamp witch who hangs out around the town. And then the town gets a plague and bad things are happening the rains are coming and the swamp's just overflowing so they all start dying the doctor's the first guy to die and then they blame it on the witch they go out to hunt her and they can't find her but then late one night there's this big cauldron in the middle of town and they were all starving they're all dying of fever so they start sipping it and it makes everybody healthy and the bad rain goes away and the town dries up and they're like oh hattie's great let's go let's go thank her and so they go out to find her. They can't find her anywhere. What they find is a parchment note stabbed into a tree with a knife says, don't come looking again. So, Oh, wow. But that said, a little bit of spoilers. I couldn't find where this took place. I couldn't find which town this was. I dug everywhere and interviewed tons of people. I finally found Jim Stafford himself, the man who wrote the song Swamp Witch, number one song, 1972, Highly recommend you listen to it. It's an amazing song. But when I finally talked to him, he said, I made it up. Oh, <laughs> really? Hattie was a lady who lived in a house behind his school that would give him sodas. So Hattie's shack does exist or did exist, but he made up the whole song, just wrote it on a note one day, said, yeah, write a song about a witch and a town that doesn't treat her right. Oh, yeah. so he got sodas from her, and so then he called her house a shack and said she was a witch yep. and a swamp hag. That's nice. Yeah. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's that story. Uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, and Jim Stafford still plays in Branson, Missouri, and you can watch this guy. He's probably one of the greatest guitar players of all time. And Swamp Witch is a great song. You can find it on Spotify and all the other things. Wow. Wow. All right. So, Erica, are you going to do the tale? Hi, Erie Travelers. Hi. I need some help. Oh, I already don't want to read this. Okay. No, just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I heard some sort of animal noises growing up from living in the woods with my parents when I was little. Never seemed to scare me. One night, I hear this undeniable blood-curdling screeching like, like something from a horror movie. Yep, don't like this anymore. Here we go. Normally, I would hear all sorts of screeching for owls to fishers to coyotes to foxes. But this, this was entirely bone chilling, hair standing, keep your head low and get inside quick. Don't look until the door is locked tight. This always happened when I was chilling on the deck home alone during the day or taking the dog out for the night. At that time, the dog would bolt to the door And the hackles would be up, ears pinned back, tail tucked. Always happens when I'm about to go inside. Made me run. This was between the ages of 10 and 16 years old. Then stopped. Okay, I already want to say this is weird so far. Right? Something was bothering them. 
Yeah. So let's continue. It's weird that it was right when they were trying to go inside, but okay. We got more to go and then we'll, then we'll pull it apart. Okay. I moved to an apartment complex at 24 years old. I would be alone at night and hear it at night. Then a year later, I got a dog. Haven't heard it from a while. I also was never alone at night walking my dog. This particular night, the same thing happened. And this dog bolts too. This went on for a few months, then stopped and never thought anything by it. Mm. Whoever this is, is a brave soul to not think anything by it because I'm already thinking 20 things. You know how I'd, I'd be like, nope, moving again. Okay. Now a few years go by and I moved in with my parents again and my son. I have a dog with me and my mother has hers. I'm 31 now. We have cameras all around the house. Tonight, I take both dogs out. Tonight, both dogs run towards the house. Tonight, that bug curdling sound was closer. Tonight, something was off that my own dog, who is aggressive towards everything, had its tail between its legs, ears pinned, and I never ripped the slider door open to get inside and lock that door. I never, yeah. Um, I found the video, the video you hear me open the slider in the same video right before I dart in the house, you hear a breath, Ooh. you hear the slider close, you don't hear the scream, you don't see the dog's reactions as they go into the house. I go to tell my mom and she plays all the sounds I know, nothing, not a hissing owl, not a barn owl, not a screeching owl, porcupine, skunk, rabbit, coyote, fox, rat, squirrel, chipmunk, mouse, no animal made that sound. The feeling I got was a skinwalker. All these times I hear the screeching, the feeling I need to keep my head down and lock the door. I've always felt the danger was high and that it was a skinwalker. Past few nights when I take the dogs out, I felt something watching me. I hear a disturbing human-like scream outside always behind the RV where the camera doesn't see. I never, never capitalize, go anywhere where the camera doesn't see me at night because that is my only saving grace. I need help. If this is a skinwalker, what the hell do I do? I feel like it is stalking me and following me. If it isn't, then what the hell is it? I know it's not an animal. I can sense it's something else. I've always had a sense from when I was little. I know where there is presences around me that I can't see. Gina. Wow, mm. Gina. First of all, blah. well, Ooh. I hate that. Oh, Ugh. I hate all of that. Mark, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Well, uh, Gina, thanks for writing us. Yes. And definitely sounds like you have some sort of something attached to you because it's followed you. It's been to several locations. You're in an RV, so it seems to have followed wherever you've parked the RV. You, all your dogs are reacting the same way. They're afraid of it. I wouldn't, you know, Skinwalker is one of those, it's a common term. Everybody jumps to it because it's popular in media and all that. It could be anything. I this to me immediately. I think of that fear monger thing where it's just feeding on you and it's slowly building up the terror inside you and it's making you feel the things it wants you to feel and it's just feasting on that in some way that we don't understand. It could be. I was thinking more of an elemental, some sort of earth spirit that you know because that's what it sounds like to me. This sounds like something that's just a conglomeration of a bunch of different things that are stalking you. You're right. It's, but it's, it's because it knows you're afraid of it and it just wants that. So I would say try one time standing up a little bit, just saying, Hey, 
leave me alone. Leave my dogs alone. Don't need none of this. And just try to get that. You'll build yourself up if you have to, but that's what I, my immediate recommendation. But that said, be careful because it could be anything. It could be an animal. It could be something else. The fact that it follows you does make me think a negative entity of some sort. And that's when get some help, get some professional help, get a team to come out there and, you know, sit with you for a few days and see what they see. I'd heavily recommend the team. I would recommend reaching out to a psychic medium to see what they see. The other thing I would do, honestly, is I would do the iron railroad spikes around the corners of your house. Absolutely. I would also get something that grounds you, meaning a protection thing, whether it's an amulet, a crystal, a bag of crystals, uh, whatever it is. Um, and you can go to a medical metaphysical shop, but it has to really resonate with you that you feel it's a protection. But I agree with Mark, probably on your back porch type thing. The best way I can describe it is sort of push out your energy that you're not going to allow it to affect you that way. Like almost imagine you're pushing a force field out from yourself and going, no, like you literally can say no, and you're not. And I agree with Mark. I don't think it's a skinwalker or any of the entities that are in that category because it followed you. The one other thing you may want to look at is this seemed to occur at a certain time period. So are you carrying around anything from when you were 10 years old, a stuffed animal, a book? a box, something somebody gave you at that age, do you have anything? Just take a little time to think back on it. And whatever that thing is, I would try maybe putting that in a, in a box or a jar, depending on what it is, and something sealed at the edge of your property and see if anything changes. That's my advice. Because you could have accidentally picked up something that was already attached to something else and that you've just been carrying it around. But I think a lot of these things, I agree with Mark 100%. I wouldn't go chasing after it behind the RV. Please don't do that. But, you know, just saying no, pushing back, doing that thing, because the fear generation is what I agree with Mark 100%. It's got to be feeding off of that because it seems to have been creating that effect with some time. Yep. Sour the milk. Sour the milk. That's the key. Well, that's a creepy one to end on. That was great. I that was it, amazing, so. Gina. Let us know if any of the things we've said help you yeah. or what you find. But I would also potentially get a team out um, to take a look at that with a and medium. If you, need, if you need help finding one, reach out to us. We're happy to help. But also we've had some guests on that are willing to look into these things. It also depends on the area. So you can also just check you know, your local groups. And there are places, usually libraries or you know, your local library or your local Facebook group or whatever, you know, they're check with them. But again, feel free to reach out to me. We're happy to vet them and make sure that they are legit groups. So yeah. And Dave Spinks, he's one that will yeah. help find paranormal groups and too. He, he travels all over the country to do it. And uh, Robert Robinson, who's a guest we're going to have on at some point soon, he's called the legend tripper. He's another good one for that, that they're willing to travel and, and, and look into these things as well. So. Yeah, reach out, Gina, let us know. But hey, travelers, thank you for all your amazing questions and stories. Keep them coming. We absolutely love them. Yeah, this was an amazing gift there we got from you all because we love these questions and stuff. And I know once this episode airs, it's like a dam breaks and the rest of you all just love sending us more stuff. So feel free. Look, we don't 
we're not judging. We're not making fun of anybody. That's not what we do. We are willing to help. And if, you know, we'll let you know, well, we think that might be something normal, but we'll also let you know, all right, maybe you need some help. And yeah. that's what it's all about, gang. And Bo, what did you think, you know, being part of that? You had a question right for you. That was great. I know that was so weird. I feel like I've been perceived. And yeah. I'm just like the the little clickety clack behind the behind the scenes. Yo, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Callie gets still gets fan mail, so it's good. <laughs> so but uh gang, with that said, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for sharing and liking and subscribing and doing all the things that you know you we love you for. And thanks for voting us. We are in the top 10 of December's Paranormality Magazine podcast. So please go to paranormalitymag.com. Vote for us. We'd like to stay up there, maybe move up the ranks a little bit. And We're going uh, for number one, travelers. We know you can do it. Do it for us. Yep. And if you want to buy something there, use the code TRAVELS and get 10% off while you're there. Get some nice holiday gifts there so with that said gang i i think we're done so we will get ready for the dark of the year we're gonna leave some milk out for the yule cat and we will see you on the other side <laughs> <laughs>